Right? Think about that. You have powerful words. The Prophet said, instead of saying, whoever says, A'udhu Billahi Minash Shaitan Rajeem 10 times morning and evening, Shaitan has not got access to it. <laughs> so again, it's very interesting. These zikrs that Allah has given. In Abu Musa al-Madini, it is a weakness in the chain of transmission. Sahal ibn Sa'ad relates. A man once came to the Prophet complaining to him of poverty and state and circumstances. The Prophet said, when you enter your home, first give salam. Irrespective of whether anyone is there or not. Secondly, send salam upon me. And thirdly, recite Surah Ikhlas once. The man practiced upon this due to which Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala granted him such abundance in his sustenance that besides his own needs, he could also now spend on his neighbors and close family members. So let's look at this. So this man is in dire need. Maybe he's in debt. Allah Ali. So what did the Prophet say to him? When you enter your dwelling, give salam. Whether there's anybody there or not. But how do you give salam when there's nobody there? You say, As-salamu alayna wa ala ibadillahi salihin. From another report. You don't say, As-salamu alaykum. There's nobody give salam alaykum too, right? So you say, As-salamu alayna wa ala ibadillahi salihin. What you say in the shout. The second thing is you send salam upon the Prophet. So you say, Allahumma salli ala Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa alihi wa sallam. And thirdly, you recite ikhlas once. What happened to that man? He went berserk. <laughs> he was that blessed. He's not only got too much, he's spending on his neighbors and extended family. Now, what does that tell you? It tells you that it blesses you in the world as well. This narration has a weakness, but it is confirmed from other reports. In Abu Nu'im, again with a weakness in the chain of transmission, Samura As-Sawai, the father of Jabr radiallahu relates that our beloved messenger said, sallallahu alayhi wa abundance of dhikr and salat upon me eradicates poverty. Whoever recites, la ilaha illallahul habibul kareem, subhanallahi rabbis samawati sab'i wa rabbil arshil azim, he will get the reward of worshipping on the night of power. So what's the translation? There is no God worthy of worship except Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, the forbearing and glorious, glorified and free from all imperfection. Is Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, the Lord of the seven heavens, Lord of the immense throne. Now imagine, you say it once, you worship the entire night of power. Question, what if I say it twice? Two nights of power. So look at, hey, if I say it three times? Well, you keep asking strange questions for the night of power is given when you recite this zikr. And look how much people are eager on the night of Qadr, you know, it's trying to get every second. And yeah, you've got a zikr that gives it you the full reward. <laughs> La ilaha illallahul halimul kareem. Subhanallah, rabbis samawati sab'i wa rabbil arshil azim. You know the words. Well, this is another zikr given graciously by Almighty Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. In Deirlami, in his Musnad al-Firdos, 3-474, Imam Ghazali in his Ikhya in the chapter on invocations and supplications, page 17, of the New English translation. A man came to the Surah and he said, The world has turned away from me. My wealth has been reduced, Ya Rasulullah. Meaning, I've been hit financially. 
the Prophet said, How far are you from the dhikr of the angels and the praise of creatures on account of which they are supported by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala? The Sahaba asked, Ya Rasulullah, what is that dhikr? The Prophet said, Say, Subhanallah wa bihamdihi, Subhanallah al azimi astaghfirullah. Glorified and free from all imperfection is Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and praise be to Him. Glorified and free from all imperfection is Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, the incomparably great. I seek the forgiveness of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. The Prophet then said, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, from the beginning of the dawn until you perform the fajr, namely utter the zikr at fajr, then the world will come back to you obedient and despised. Allah the Almighty will create from each word an angel who will then praise him with the dhikr subhanallah until the day of resurrection and you will receive its reward. So, first of all, hang on, hang on, right? So, the first bit straightforward that we all fond of mourning about dunya, cost of living, right? So, he goes, okay, this was all news happened in the time of the Sahaba. So, the Prophet said, what did he say? He goes, how far are you from the dhikr of the angels? Meaning they do it. And the prayers of creatures, they do it. On account of which they are help. So this dhikr, he goes, the angels and the creation do it to get help from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. The sahaba eagerly asked, what is it, Ya Rasulullah? The Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, you don't have to even learn it, you know it. Subhanallah wa bihamdihi, subhanallah al-azimi, astaghfirullah. When do you say it? Fajr, how many times do you say it? Once. And what happens? The world will become like, you know, like that dog, subservient to you. Then what did the Prophet say? Every word you uttered from that zikr changes to an angel. And an angel starts doing subhanallah until qiyamat. And all of the subhanallahs the angels do till qiyamat from those letters, you get the reward. Our beloved Messenger said, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, if a person says, Subhanaka zalamtu nafsi wa amiltu su'an faghfilli fa'innahu la yaghfiru dhunuba illa ant. Glorified and free from all imperfection be you. I have wronged myself and committed sin. Forgive me. No one forgives sins except you. Then his sins are forgiven. Even if they are as numerous as the tracks of ants. Even if they are as numerous as the tracks of they both relate that our beloved messenger said sallallahu alayhi Whoever recites it, i.e. Ayat al Kursi, when going to bed, then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will secure their house their neighbor's house and the homes around them. Whoever recites it, i.e. Ayat al-Kursi, when going to bed, then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will secure their house, their neighbor's house and the homes around them. So Ayat al-Kursi is the greatest verse of the Quran, Surah Baqarah, Surah 2, verse 255. Before you go to bed, so it's not your wird. Your wird is usually after the Asr of Maghrib, after the Fajr. This is before you go to bed. 
So when you're basically in bed, you're about to get into bed, you recite Ayatul Kursi. And look at the power of that verse. It secures your house, which is all that you're probably reciting it for, neighbor's house, and the homes around. Meaning, you don't understand this value. It's such a tremendous you know, protection from, from tribulation and problems. Another priceless verse to decide when retiring to bed is the following. In Kurutubi in his Tafsir, volume 3, page 189 of the New English Translation, Sayyidina Anas relates that our beloved messenger said, If someone recites Surah Ali Imran, Surah 3, verse 18, Shahidallahu annahu la ilaha illahu wal malaikatu ulul ilmi qa'iman bilqist la ilaha illahu wal azizul hakim Translation Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala bears witness that there is no God but Him as do the angels alayhi salatu wa salam and the people of knowledge of holding justice there is no God but Him the Almighty, the All-Wise. Then the Prophet said, if he decides this when he goes to sleep, then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will create 70,000 angels, all asking forgiveness for him until the day of judgment. The two reports, so you recite it before you sleep. 70,000 angels start praying for your forgiveness in Qiyamah. Now think about that. Well, that's just one night. <laughs> you do it on the second night. Not the 70,000. Not the same ones, is it? So somebody goes, what if I do this in a year? I'm, well, I don't know. And Atra's not going to start ripping you off, is it? Then he goes, okay. So what does that mean? Well, it means you go to paradise. Because if angels are praying for your forgiveness and millions and millions, billions, even more, are praying for your forgiveness, but you add something to that. Here the report says you add to that verse. This is from the Sunnah. I also bear witness to this. What does that mean? What are you bearing witness to? The verse says that Allah Ta'ala bears witness that there is no God but Him. Shahidallah. So think about that. Who says there's La ilaha illallah? Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. <laughs> you know how strange that is. Who's more witness to that? Who's a witness? Prove it. Allah ta'ala bears witness. But you're proving, no, Allah ta'ala bears witness. The greatest witness of all. Then he says, Wal malaika and the angels. Now what's interesting? When you recite it, what does Allah ta'ala do? He <laughs> gives you angels. They bear witness as well. Then the third, the people of knowledge also bear witness. And the scholars, they state, this is the immense non virtue of the people of knowledge. Allah Ta'ala puts them with the angels. In yet another report about this verse. This is what I'm saying. The Quran is the banquet of Allah Subhanahu. People, oh yeah, what banquet? And you got samosa from it, right? And you go, oh, you're not studying here. In another report, Abu Ayyub radiallahu relates that our beloved messenger said, sallallahu alayhi wa whoever recites Ayat al-Kursi, this verse, Surah 3, verse 18, and, Qulillahumma malika al-mulka tu'ati al-mulka man tasha'u, and the next verse, 
then Almighty Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will forgive all his sins, admit him into paradise, take care of 70 of his needs, the simplest being his forgiveness. Subhanallah. This is in Deilami, Ruh al-Ma'ani, Ma'arif al-Qur'an, volume 2, page 43 of the English translation. But let's look at this. Ayat al-Qudsi, greatest verse of the Qur'an. This verse again, note, this verse seems to be in the great, where the great virtues are. This verse. Then two other verses. And it goes on. I'll give you a bit of detail in a bit. And then you recite these four verses. What's the promise from the Prophet Allah Ta'ala will forgive all your sins. That's enough. Number two, take you to paradise. Take care of 70 of your needs. And the least of your needs is forgiveness. But that was interesting. Forgiveness is the greatest of our needs. When you're making dua, if somebody goes, what's the most important part of your dua? If you've got any sense, you say, to secure forgiveness. The rest is bonus. <laughs> People have to think about it sometimes. Say, no, no, brother. Well, well, tell me, brother, is there something more important than forgiveness? No, you're right. So why did the Prophet said the simplest of them is forgiveness? Meaning there's maybe other things that you're unaware of. Only Allah knows. But he's going to give you that 69 times. So note, these verses should be recited at least once during the day. Ayat al-Kursi, Surah 3 verse 18, Surah 3 verse 26 and 27. Now, Surah 3 verse 26 and 27, where were they revealed? It is related that they were revealed when the trench was being dug just prior to the arrival of the unholy allies who intended to destroy Islam on the Muslims. Referred to Behaki ibn Khuzayma Abu Naim Ma'arif al-Quran, volume 2, page 51 of the English translation. In fact, there's a direct report where the Prophet himself said, that if you are praised, you should say, Allahumma la tu'akhidni bima yaqulun, waghfilli ma la ya'lamun, waj'alni khaylum bimma yazunun. This is in Ibn Hiban Sahih, and Shaykh al-Bani rahmatullah alayhi authenticates it. So what does it translate into? So if you are praised, the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, he said, you should say, O oh Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, do not hold me to account for what they say. So when they say, we've never seen a person like you, your knowledge is unbelievable because you are truly inspired. So the first part of your dua is, don't hold me to account for what they say. Second part of the dua. Allahumma la tu'akhirni bima yaqulun waghfilli and forgive me for what they do not know. Forgive me for what they do not know. Now, why is that a part of the dua? Because you're actually saying, if they know my feelings, they would never have praised me. So I'm asking you, subhanahu wa ta'ala, to forgive me for those things that they don't know. Mm. Look how beautiful the dua is. And then to crown it off, Make me better than what they assume. Rasulullah would say upon entering the masjid, Bismillahi Allahumma salli ala Muhammad. In the name of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, O Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, send salat upon Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. When he left the masjid, he said the same. Look how simple the zikr is, sahih hadith. What makes it precious is not in the six, but it's a sahih hadith. 
So what is the zikr Rasulullah would say when he entered the masjid? Bismillahi, Allahumma salli ala Muhammad. So you can't even use the excuse, I don't know that zikr. Of course you know that zikr. Half of bismillah, well, bismillah half. And dhuchirif, Allahumma salli ala Muhammad. And exactly the same when you leave the masjid. Now why is that interesting? What did Rasulullah teach us to say before and after you leave the masjid? Durucharif. And what is interesting about Durucharif? It protects what's between it. So you made the durud at the beginning of the dua. You made the durud at the end of the dua. What did the prophet, what did the scholar say? Whatever is in between, Allah Ta'ala is surely going to answer. Look how interesting. Before you enter the masjid, Durucharif. When you leave the masjid, Durucharif. So what's going to happen in between? So that's the power of the sunnah. Of course, there's other du'as. Allah maftah li abwaabu rahmatik. And there's other du'as. But this one is not often mentioned. And it's a sahih du'a from the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. The root of the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. So again, the root is, Bismillah, Allahumma salli ala Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. So what's the zikr? After the witr, the zikr which the Prophet taught in Nasai authentic hadith, he would say, Subhanal Malikil Kuddus. Subhanal Malikil Kuddus. Subhanal Malikil Kuddus. Rabbil Malaikati wa Ruh. Glorified and free from all imperfection is the King, the Holy. You say it three times, and then you add to it the third time. The, the Lord of the, uh, the Spirit, I. Jibrail, and the angels. So that's a zikr after the witness showing that it's a significant prayer. There's actually a zikr prescribed after it. After the Fajr Sunnah, there's another zikr. This zikr is in Imam Nawwi in Al-Adqaf. And he said it's a Hasan Hadith. Allahumma Rabba Jibreela wa Israfila wa Mika'ila wa Muhammadin Nabiya sallallahu alayhi wa sallam awudhi bika minan nar. O Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, Lord of Jibreel, Israfila, Mika'ila alayhi salatu wa salam and Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam protect me from the fire. The Prophet would say this dua after the Fajr Sunnah. So look how interesting. Not only he told you about the value of these prayers, he also added a dhikr. And think about that. Is there any other optional prayer where he, where he, where he did a zikr after it? There isn't. So this shows that these prayers are extremely beloved to Almighty Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And how appropriate one right at the beginning of the day and one right at the end. Both of them are beloved to Almighty Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. The Prophet said, if one of you suffers from distress, overwork, calamity, then say this, Allah, Allah, Rabbi la ushriku bihi shay'a. Allah, Allah, subhanahu wa ta'ala, He is our sustainer, and we do not associate anything with Him. So there's a difference here. First of all, what's interesting, Rasulullah only gave this to his family. So let me ask you a question. Who do you want the best for? Your family. If somebody goes, I'm making dua. You're making a dua for a Muslim in Australia. MashaAllah, make dua. You're making a dua for your son. Is it the same? Right? So Rasulullah is giving it to his family. These are very precious words. That's why he said in that one report, any strangers. In other words, I'm only giving this to my family. It's all just one, maybe one of our servants. And the Prophet overlooked that. And he said, say this dua. Allah, Allah, Rabbi la ushriku bihi shay'a. Allah, Allah, He is our sustainer. We do not associate anything with Him. In fact, the Prophet taught us a dua. There's a hadith sahih. 
where the Prophet said, the most beloved dua to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is, Allahumma rham ummata muhammadin rahmatan ammata. Oh Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, encompass the ummah of Muhammad with an all-encompassing mercy. When I first heard the hadith, I didn't get it. I thought, why is that the most beloved dua? You got to go to the reports. You're making a dua for an all-encompassing mercy upon the ummah of Muhammad. Sallallahu alayhi wa a specific number has also been mentioned. Our beloved messenger said, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, in Tabarani and Kanzul Umar, if anyone seeks forgiveness from Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala for the believing men and women 27 times a day, then he will be amongst those fortunate souls whose supplications are accepted and who are also a means of rizq for mankind. And isn't it better just to go to the text? And there you go, to the Fatiha. So if you know anybody who is ill, you can do it yourself as well. You can do it for them. Right? And then, you know, let them drink and alhamdulillah, get the, get the virtues. Our beloved messenger, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, said, in Fatiha, there is a cure for every disease. In Fatiha, there is a cure for every disease. This is in Darimi, number 3370, is Mursal, Behaki, in Ishu'ab iman Number 3370, Mishkat, number 2170, and So, how much cure is there in Fatiha? Every disease. So, you don't even start saying, Oh, yeah, brother, this is a mental illness. And I don't think Fatiha is appropriate. It is appropriate. Another person goes, I've got athletes for. It is appropriate. Another person goes, I've got a spiritual ailment. It is appropriate. Because it is a cure for every disease. Now think about that. Do we treat Fatiha with that much veneration? Is it the first place we turn to when a person falls ill? In another report, the Prophet said something very interesting. Fatiha reaches matters other parts of the Quran cannot reach. Fatiha reaches matters other parts of the Quran cannot reach. Now think about that. Is not the whole Quran Shafa? Yes. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, Shafa'ul wa rahmatul lil It is a cure for those who believe and a Shafa. So another essential dhikr from our beloved messenger is the one where he recited, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. Allahumma la ilaha illa anta subhanaka amiltu su'an aw zalamtu nafsi faqfilli innahu la yaghfiru al-dhunuba illa anta. O Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, there is no God but you. Glorified and free from all imperfection is for you. I have committed sins and oppressed my soul. Thus forgive me for no one can forgive sins except you. The Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa then said, Then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, I have forgiven his sins, even if they are equal to the number of ants. This is in Kanzul Omal, number 5059, or volume 2, page 287. In Tabarani, in his Kitab Dua, Sufyan al-Thawri, rahmatullahi said, He who recites once every day, La ilaha illallah qabla kulli shay, La ilaha illallah ba'da kulli shay, La ilaha illallah yabqa wa yafna kullu shay. La ilaha illallah laysa kamithlihi shay. There is no God but Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala before everything else. 
There is no God but Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala after everything else. There is no God but Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. He remains, everything fails. There is no God but Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. There is nothing comparable to him. Then Sufyan authority said, He will be spared the burdens of the heart and sadness. The whisperings of shaitan. He will feel the enjoyment of his intellect until he dies. So let's look at this. So Sufyan al like I mentioned a few sessions prior, he was from the Salaf, from the era of the junior Tabi'id. He was obviously a saintly soul. And he gave you the zikr. Now this zikr you can't work out. He must have heard it from the Sahaba or the senior Tabi'in, going back to the Prophet You only have to say it once. Think about it. And what is the deal? You will be spared the burdens of the heart and sadness. How many people, they say, I've got too much stress on me. I'm stressed out. It will take care of this, inshallah. It will give you the strength to deal with it. It will protect you from the whispers of shaitan. How many people? I've got this whispers. I've got the whispers. This zikr. And the third one, going back to the aged. You will feel the enjoyment in his intellect until he dies. Meaning you won't get dementia. Similarly, there are also other opportune moments within Salah in congregation which graciously secures the forgiveness of our sins. So which other place? In Sahih Bukhari and Muslim, Nasai Abu Dawood number 848, Sahih Tirmidhi, number 327, Abu Harera radiyallahu, he said, I will Messenger when the Imam says, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala hears those who praises him. Say, Allahumma rabbana lakal hamd. O Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, our Lord to you be the praise. Fa innahu man wafaka qawluhu qawlul malaikati ghufira lahu ma taqaddama min dhambi. For if what anyone says synchronizes with that of the angels, he will be forgiven his past sins. The Prophet then said, I will inform you of something. If you do, you will remain safe against all sorts of shirk, major or minor. Make this dua three times every day. Allahumma inni bika an ushrika bika wa ana a'lamu wa astaghfiruka lima la a'lam. O Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, I seek refuge with you. Lest I associate a partner with you whilst I know. And I seek refuge and I seek forgiveness from you from what I do not know. SubhanAllah. Dua. This will protect you, the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam said. So this is Dua. So no, and if you think it's a small mud, then you're in trouble. Look how weak you are. This is why the Prophet would say, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, Allahumma hasibni hisaban yazeela. O Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, I ask you for an easy reckoning. Don't look at everything. Overlook. And then he told Aisha, if Allah ta'ala looks at everything, you're doomed. 
you're doomed. You don't want him to do that. Subhanahu wa ta'ala. And that dua is priceless. In fact, the Prophet taught us a dua. There's a hadith sahih where the Prophet said, the most beloved dua to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is, Allahumma rham ummata Muhammadin rahmatan ammata. O Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, encompass the ummah of Muhammad with an all-encompassing mercy. When I first heard that hadith, I didn't get it. I thought, why is that the most beloved dua? You got to go to the reports. You're making a dua for an all-encompassing mercy upon the ummah of Muhammad. A specific number has also been mentioned. Our beloved messenger said, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, in Tabarani and Kanzul Umar, if anyone seeks forgiveness from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for the believing men and women 27 times a day, then he will be amongst those fortunate souls whose supplications are accepted and who are also a means of rizq for mankind. So what's the zikr? After the witr, the zikr which the Prophet taught in Nasai, authentic hadith, he would say, Subhanal Malikil Kuddus. Subhanal Malikil Kuddus. Subhanal Malikil Kuddus. Rabbil Malaikati wa Ruh. Glorified and free from all imperfection is the King, the Holy. You say it three times, and then you add to it the third time, the, the Lord of the, uh, the Spirit, I. Jibrail, and the angels. So that's a zikr after the witr showing that it's a significant prayer. There's actually a zikr prescribed after it. After the Fajr Sunnah, there's another zikr. This zikr is in Imam Nawwi in Al Adqar, and he said it's a Hassan hadith. Allahumma Rabba Jibreela wa Israfila wa Mika'ila wa Muhammadin Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam awudhi bika minan nar. O Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, Lord of Jibreel, Israfila, Mika'ila alayhi salatu wa salam. And Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa protect me from the fire. The Prophet would say this dua after the Fajr Sunnah. So look how interesting. Not only he told you about the value of these prayers, he also added a dhikr. And think about that. Is there any other optional prayer where he, where, he, where he did a dhikr after it? There isn't. So this shows that these prayers are extremely beloved to Almighty Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And how appropriate, one right at the beginning of the day and one right at the end. Both of them are beloved to Almighty Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala.